Good morning and welcome to First Baptist Church of Norman. We're so very grateful that you have joined us this morning for worship. Even though we're in different places, we, our hearts are in this place together and that's meaningful. I'd like to wish our moms a very happy Mother's Day. It is my prayer for every individual that you might reach out to your mom, your grandmother, your aunt, or that significant person in your life that has filled that role. Let them know that you love them, that you're grateful for them, because God has placed some amazingly strong women in our lives that we need to thank him for. If you have a prayer request today, we might ask that you might share that with us. We love to pray for you. We believe that prayer is such a powerful tool. Scripture reminds us to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. We, you can do that through our website, just clicking that link, or you can also email us at prayers at fbcnorman.org. Again, we're so grateful that you have joined us today. Let us continue in worship together. Child of God. 
wisdom grant us courage for the facing of this hour for the facing of this hour lo the host of evil round us scorn thy Christ assail his ways fears and doubts too long have bound us free Grant us courage for the living of these days, for the living of these days. Cure thy children's warring madness, bend our pride to thy control. Shame our wanton selfish gladness, rich in things and poor in soul. Grant us wisdom, grant us courage, lest we miss thy kingdom's goal. Lest we miss thy kingdom's goal. Set our feet on lofty places, gird our lives that they Thy graces in the fight to set men free. Grant us wisdom, grant us courage that we fail not men nor thee. That we fail not men nor falls, it won't prevail, cause the God I know knows only how to triumph, and my God will never fail, my God will never fail, I'm gonna see a victory.
church, let's proclaim this truth today. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for Church family, let's read from the book of Proverbs together this morning. My child, observe the commandment of your father, and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Bind them continually on your heart, tie them around your neck. When you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you. Listen to your father, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Let your father and mother be glad, and let her rejoice who gave birth to you. The virtuous woman opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household, and does not eat from the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her. 
her husband also, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Happy Mother's Day. Mother's Day is one of my favorite Sundays of the year as families gather across the generations with their mothers and grandmothers to celebrate and to worship the Lord. Mother's Day is a special day of celebration, but it's also an emotional day, a day that can have the spectrum of emotion, the joy and celebration of a mother celebrating her first Mother's Day the grief of a family experiencing Mother's Day for the first time without their mother or grandmother. And what about the grief of that, that woman, that wife, that so desperately wants to be a mother but has yet to bear a child? And what about those that have unresolved issues of forgiveness and, and in need of reconciliation with their mothers and the sadness that a day like today might bring? And this year, in this season of COVID-19, what about the, the, the separation of families from their mothers or grandmothers because they're afraid to be together for fear of, of giving and spreading a virus that could be deadly? And on this Mother's Day, I'm excited to celebrate with my wife and our four kids. What a blessing it is. And through the experience of online worship, I get to celebrate Mother's Day with my mom in a special way as she gets to share in this worship time with us. As we begin our time together this morning, let's pause and offer a prayer of blessing for our moms. Would you pray with me? Father, on this special day, we give thanks for our mothers and for our grandmothers. We thank you for the way they have loved and nurtured us, for the way that they have have come alongside of us even when we mess up. They're there to, to pick us up, to brush us off, and to set us on our way. Father, we thank you that through their example and their witness, we, we see so much of our faith modeled. And so, Lord, we pray a special blessing on our moms that you'd give them strength and courage for today and for tomorrow. And for our moms that have gone on to be with you, we thank you for the special memories that we have of her and pray that today would be a, a fond day of remembering and of giving thanks for our moms. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. The book of Proverbs has much to say about our moms. Proverbs is the wisdom literature. It's part of the wisdom literature of the Old Testament and it reflects the highest values and wisdom of the Jewish culture. The book of Proverbs speaks of the, the noble or virtuous woman or wife or mother, and she is the personification of wisdom in Scripture. In Hebrew culture, the role of the wife and mother in nurturing, teaching, and modeling faith was vital to the health and the well-being of her family, of her community, and of her nation. So let's begin by looking through the book of Proverbs this morning, and we'll start in chapter 1. If you would, let's read Proverbs 1, verses 8 through 9. 
Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are a graceful wreath to your head and ornaments about your neck. And now let's turn over to Proverbs chapter 6. It shares the same thing but adds a little bit to the instruction and to the, the benefit and purpose of that teaching. Proverbs 6, beginning in verse 20. My son, observe the commandment of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Bind them continually on your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk about, they will guide you. And when you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you. For the commandment, the commandment of your father is a, a lamp, and the teaching, the teaching of your mother is a light. And reproofs for discipline are the way of life. You see, the instruction, the teaching, and the discipline of parents, of moms and of dads, continue to be the foundational building blocks of life and for the formation of our children. They guide and watch over a child in every aspect of life, when they walk, when they sleep, when they get up each morning. They light your path and they direct your way. They shape and form your future. Parents are to write these truths on the doorposts of their homes and of their gates. These proverbs are a re-emphasis of the Shema that's found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. The Shema was that foundational truth that Jewish culture and life was based upon. It was the truth that parents, that moms and dads were to instill in their children as the foundation of their life. Listen to the Shema in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord Yahweh is our God. Yahweh is one. And we're to love the Lord, we're to love Yahweh, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. We're to teach these words diligently to our children. When we sit in our homes, when we walk by the way, when we lie down, when we wake up, we're to write them on the doorposts of our house and of our gates. Or, in the case of the Smith family, on the mirrors of our bathrooms. I'll never forget, as our four children were growing up, as, as gay as their mother instructed them in the Scripture, she wrote this one particular verse, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, on their mirrors and instilled it in their hearts so that they would grow up to, to relate and to interact with each other in a positive and healthy way. And what does that verse say? It says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ Jesus forgave you. That was written on the mirrors of our bathrooms. That was the instruction that was before our children at all times as they would interact with each other, as they would get angry with each other. 
their mom would always remind them, be kind, be compassionate, forgive each other because Christ has forgiven you. What a, what a foundational piece that, that our children grew up with in our home because their mother had that vision, had that desire to instill that in her children. And what happens when mothers and fathers are, are faithful to that task? Notice the results in their children. The teachings become like a, a garland around their head or a necklace around their neck. A crown of grace is the visible and distinguishing reward for your child who embraces the faith and the teachings of their parents. Likewise, a necklace is that, is that designation of distinction that's worn to distinguish someone of great respect or of dignity. Moms and dads, do you see this picture from Scripture? When we teach our children to obey the ways of the Lord, to love God with all their heart, their mind, and their strength, that our children are set apart and distinguished from all other children. It's as if we placed a, a crown on their head or placed a, a big necklace around their neck and sent them into the world. You see, it sets them apart. And our children demonstrate and show and live out wisdom and knowledge. They have dignity and respect. And this begins in the home. Napoleon was asked at a dinner by a woman, My emperor, tell me what it is that France needs the most right now. And Napoleon replied, What France needs most of all is mothers. Church, what our church and what our nation needs most in this present hour are mothers and fathers committed to each other and committed to teaching and instructing their children in the Lord. If we will commit to this, our children will be distinguished among all children and our families, our communities, and our nation will be healed. There's a second type of proverb that I, I want to introduce you to as well. It's Proverbs 23. So turn with me to, to that chapter and we'll read a few verses from there. Proverbs 23. We'll begin reading in verse 22. Listen to your father who begat you and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy truth and do not sell it Get wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who sires a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and your mother be glad, and let her, let your mother rejoice who gave you birth. One of the great themes of Proverbs is that fools despise wisdom. Here, it is plainly stated that we are not to despise our mothers when they are old. In other words, 
only a fool would despise his or her mother as she grows old. The word despise means to to look down upon or to treat someone with dishonor or disrespect. The Apostle Paul says that anyone who does not provide for his household has denied his faith. Surely, Paul was thinking of our mothers, especially our older mothers, our widowed mothers. Stooped shoulders, gnarled hands, wrinkled faces, and faded memories are not reasons to despise and neglect our mothers. In fact, these are the costs of the years and the marks of wisdom through which our mothers have loved and nurtured us. And in their later years, they are worthy of our love, our care, our respect, and honor. Yet, I believe the Scripture speaks to us more than ju- of just the, the physical well-being of our mothers. We also are called not to despise our mothers according to their faith and the wisdom that they invest in us. Proverbs 30 verse 17 says that the eye of one who despises obedience to a mother will be pecked out. Obedience is the greatest honor, love, and respect that we can show our mothers. Yes, we may build upon their foundation differently than they built, but still, we are to build upon the foundation that they taught us to love God with all that we are. Notice in verse 22 of chapter 23 that the scripture says that we are to buy truth and that we are not to sell it. This word buy comes with the idea of possessing or acquiring the truth. In other words, we are to treasure the truths and wisdom given to us by our mothers. Hold on to it dearly with great value. And as the scripture says, if we will do that, then we will enjoy the wisdom, the instruction, and the understanding that come with it. This inheritance, did you hear that? This inheritance is the greatest inheritance our parents, our mother can give us. Wisdom, understanding, knowledge. It is an inheritance that is so much greater than any possession, any home, any money that we could receive from them. And oh, how easy it is for us to sell or trade this inheritance for the pleasures of this world. One of the greatest heartaches for a pastor is to see the family gather around the graveside of their matriarch when her children and grandchildren have despised and sold the truth of her life and of her faith. The faith and eternal inheritance of a mother and grandmother have been rejected and sold for the pleasures of this world. On the other hand, 
What great joy it is to gather around the graveside of a family who has embraced and lived according to their mother's faith. What hope, what anticipation, what celebration and joy they share. Isn't this what Scripture promises us? That when we embrace and make the faith of our mothers our own, that she is glad and she rejoices in the day of our birth. She rejoices that the pain and suffering of our childbirth was well worth it. For you have not despised her. You have not despised her faith and her wisdom, even as she has grown old. Finally, we turn to Proverbs 31, the concluding chapter of the Proverbs, where in verse 10, we begin the description of the, the virtuous or noble woman, wife, or mother. What an intimidating chapter to read, especially for our women. Again, these verses offer a summary of the picture of the personification of wisdom. They offer the picture of the woman who fears the Lord. This is not the picture of a wife and mother who toils at the bidding of an overbearing husband, but rather, this is the picture of an independent woman who chooses to serve the Lord and to share the wisdom and goodness of her life with her husband, with her children, and with those in her community in need. Let's read those verses together, if you would. Chapter 31, beginning in verse 25. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household, and she does not eat of the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her. Her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. What a beautiful passage. What a, a beautiful description of, of the virtuous wife and, and mother. That to fear the Lord is the greatest gift that you can offer to your children, to your husband, to your family. A young man approached his pastor about being baptized. And the pastor responded with a question. What did I say that, that caused you to want to become a Christian? And the young man kind of uh, shocked a little bit in the, in the pastor's question said, Oh, it wasn't anything that you said. It was the way that my mother lived. The woman of faith and of wisdom is the woman who leads her children to love and to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives. To follow His command, 
to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So on this Mother's Day, I offer these invitations. First, I hope that each of us will take time to remember and to give thanks to our moms, to thank her for her wisdom, to thank her for the foundation of faith that she gave you. Or maybe, maybe this is the Mother's Day that you reach out to your mother and begin that process, that journey of forgiveness and reconciliation. Secondly, I'd like to challenge our mothers. Will you commit to strive toward the goal of being and becoming this, this woman of wisdom as described through the book of Proverbs? Teaching faith and wisdom to your children. And for all of us, let us treasure and hold fast, not despise the faith and wisdom of our mothers so that they may rejoice and give thanks in the day of our birth. For some of you, even some of you adult children, this will mean accepting Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life. What an incredible gift to your mother on this Mother's Day. And if this is the cry of your heart, please reach out to us through email, through a call, or reach out to your mom. Reach out to someone who can walk with you and pray with you and counsel you on this journey. Would you pray with me? Father, once again, we give thanks we give thanks for our moms and for our grandmothers, for, for the way they have loved and nurtured us. And Father, it is our desire that our moms would, would celebrate the day that they gave birth to us because we have honored them and we have not despised them in their later years and we have not despised their teaching and their wisdom and the faith that they have given us. Oh, that we would embrace that and we would live that out. Not just because it honors our moms, but because it honors you. And because it draws us into relationship with you as Lord and Savior of our lives. And for with this we give thanks in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for worship online today. Please reach out to us if God is stirring in your heart and in your life. We'd love to come alongside of you and, and know how to pray for you and encourage you. Finally, be in prayer for our ministry staff as we, as we begin to, to talk through and, and plan for ways that we can come back together in worship. We'll be sharing with our deacons tomorrow night at our, our deacon ministry team some, some possibilities and some plans for us over these next weeks. But be assured that any plan that, that we would develop and create from this point forward will accommodate and take into consideration the importance and need to continue to provide and to, to share worship online each Sunday morning. And now I'd like to invite Larry and Kathy Gardner 
to come and to share what God's doing in their life in these days and to close us in a word of prayer. Hello, my name is Larry Gardner. And this is my wife, Kathy. You know, some people over the years have told me that they started attending church nine months before they were even born. What a blessing for those folks. This pandemic, for the first time in my life, has prevented me from attending Sunday school and worship service in a central location with fellow Christians. This is, um, I feel loss about this and disappointment. Uh, yet over the years, I have from time to time uh, neglected to come to church and neglected to come to Sunday school because of my own decisions. I think that God is using this time to remind me of how important it is to come to church and how important it is to uh, keep God number one in our lives. So in this difficult time, we need to remember to encourage each other. So I would like to read from Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the days approaching. We want to thank God that during this difficult time, we've been able to have our service through Facebook and Zoom has been another mm -hmm. good thing for Sunday school classes. But we need to keep on doing what we can doing. We need to call a friend. We need to encourage someone. And we need to help someone indeed because we want to show the love of God. Yes. A few days ago, there was a group from our church uh, that installed a fence for a couple that are church members of First Baptist Church. During uh, our break time, one of the guys says, you know what we're doing here today is the church. And I thought, wow, what, what a statement. And I just challenge everyone and encourage everyone to pray to God this week to put someone in your path that you can be an encouragement to and you can help. Uh, I pray that you'll pray for the church every single day and that we will remember that we need to financially support the church. And even though we're having a difficult time now, I think we need to thank God for our circumstances. This may be a bad pandemic, but we have a great Lord and he will uh, uh, get us through this and do good things. Now, let me close in prayer for us. Heavenly Father, teach us to thank you in all of our circumstances. Teach us to be the church to others. Teach us to thank you for our First Baptist Church. Thank you for our pastor and staff, Lord. May we always support and pray for First Baptist Church. Thank you for your love and thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.